a lot of these grooves that I experienced playing with Paquito de Rivera over the years, mostly, uh, I felt like another level of challenge to really understand the music would be to write something in that style. Because you can't, well, you can write a jazz tune and say, okay, we're going to play it as a bossa, but right. it's another level to really study the music, to study the phrasing, study the tradition, and see what really lights you up, mm -hmm. so to speak. So um, I, I basically composed from what I really love to hear. And uh, sometimes it's uh, easy, sometimes things just come out, and sometimes I'm just sitting there drooling on the piano, falling asleep and <laughs> slapping myself in the head, you know. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Mike Jeffers, Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and welcome to another episode of Around Town. And today is a very special episode. I'm excited to have Mark Walker, the multi-Grammy award-winning percussionist here with us today. He is coming into town uh, December 15th at Martyrs, of course, martyrslive.com for all the info. We'll talk about that, but he's doing his Mark Walker and friends. He's been in town a couple of times in the past doing it. So it's exciting to have him back in town. He's got a recording that came out a couple of years ago, but he says he's putting that together and touring on that. And then also he's got a master class that he's going to be doing on December 15th as well. So Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes to jump on so we could talk about this and preview it and get the word out about it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mike. Absolutely. Now, so before we get all into it and everything, I know you and I have talked in the past, and I always like to tell everyone, I remember seeing Mark Walker play back at the old jazz showcase at the Blackstone when he was playing with Claudio Roditi back, geez, I don't know, 91, 92, something like that. I think that that's when it was. And Howard Levy was playing piano, and nice. I was completely blown away at um, his drumming style and the way that he easily moved through all the different Latin rhythms and everything else. And it just, it was like effortlessly. And then of course, I've been a big fan because of course the Caribbean Jazz Project with Dave Samuels, you, you played with them for a long time. And again, the, those grooves, man. And, and, you know, I'm obviously not Brazilian, I'm half Italian, but I do enjoy, and I love uh, Bossa Nova, Samba and all of that. And my question to you, you're coming in December 15th. You've got a killer band behind you. I mean, you have so much repertoire that you can pick from. Plus, you have the new release with uh, Paquito de Riviera. Just talk about, you know, what kind of repertoire, what kind of music are people going to be able to hear on December 15th at Martyrs? Well, I think the music is going to be a reflection of what I've been interested in composing over the last several years. And uh, the album You Get What You Give has some of those pieces on it. But also, uh, I've since embarked on a journey through... Uh, uh, well, through a master's degree in jazz composition and arranging at UMass Amherst, which I just graduated from uh, in May. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to include some of that music. But uh, most of the stuff I wrote there was for large ensembles. So this is going to be a septet. But I have one of the tunes that I actually recorded with Tim Ray Trio. It's going to be released on a future record of theirs uh, that I'm going to feature with this band. So it's a little tricky, you know, because sometimes, uh, you know how it is being a musician. Sometimes you try to get people to get to, together to rehearse <laughs> and nobody's available at the same time. But uh, thankfully, most of them have access to uh, Dropbox. So I'm going to send charts and audio in advance and hope for the best. But uh, yeah, so a lot of these grooves that I 
experience playing with Paquito de Rivera over the years, mostly, uh, I felt like another level of challenge to really understand the music would be to write something in that style. Because you can't, well, you can write a jazz tune and say, okay, we're going to play it as a bossa, but right. it's another level to really study the music, to study the phrasing, study the tradition, and see what really lights you up, mm-hmm. so to speak. So um, I, I basically compose from what I really love to hear. And uh, sometimes it's uh, easy, sometimes things just come out, and sometimes I'm just sitting there drooling on the piano, falling asleep and <laughs> slapping myself in the head, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and that's, that's one of the things I'm always curious about. And for those of the, the, the people that watch this show has that you've heard me talk to different composers and different arrangers. And I'm always, always interested in the process, you know, because I mean, you know, some, some people get a melody in their head, they build a melody and then they harmonize underneath. Some people get lyrics, you know, some people do different things. I mean, do you have a process where you sit down or maybe you're playing drums and you hear a melody and you're kind of, then you sit down and compose underneath that. I mean, is there a process that you go through? You know, there are so many processes depending on who you talk to, but ultimately like Ralph Towner, a great guitarist with Oregon, who I worked with for many years, said you just got to keep banging two rocks together until you get a spark. So mm-hmm. whatever your process is to do that. Sometimes I, I would be at the piano composing and I would just need to get up for a minute and I would sit down at the drums and just play the first thing that came to me. And that inspired uh, entire tunes. Mm-hmm. Just getting on my instrument again, you know, because yeah. piano is not my, my instrument. It's more like a compositional tool but everything is right there. So it makes it easy. Yeah. So, you know, you get inspired by, uh, you get inspired by different things. Sometimes I, I uh, had a melody. Sometimes I had chords. Sometimes I had a particular rhythm, different things. So there's really no one process. Uh, And sometimes I was under a time. Well, most of the time I was under a time constraint, which kind of helped, but also made it a little more stressful, but I tried to just breathe through it and, keep going. I guess the enemy of any composer is uh, the part of you that wants to edit before it's done. You know, you just got to let it out. And then you can go back and say, okay, distance yourself from it and say, okay, what do I like? What what don't I like? You know, it's it's, uh, interesting that you said that, because that's always something that I always am curious about, especially, and you can talk to this since you've played with such heavy duty players and been in groups I know you do one-offs, but I mean, you've toured with Paquito, you've toured with these groups for longer periods of time where you're not just in and out. And I'm just always curious, like, especially as a composer now, you write the, you write the tune, then you go in to record it. Where at, at one point do you get away from, okay, I'm not the composer anymore. I have to play on this because, you know, you could continuously keep changing to your point. I mean, is there a point? I mean, obviously, also, the other second part of that question is when you're in the studio, maybe with somebody else that you've been playing with for long periods of time, how much input do people enjoy getting from other people? You know, as you as the composer, I'm sure you get input from other instrumental and say, hey, you know what, what if you do this, that, this, that? But some people might not be so open to having <laughs> the side man, let's say, tell them what they think. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Well, for the first question... Um, I usually realize too late that I'm playing drums on it and I have to come up with a drum part really quickly and I have to create some kind of something that I can read to keep track of it. 
but I kind of got used to that a little bit. And uh, sometimes I would have to read the, uh, particularly when I was in school rehearsing with a, a jazz ensemble one at UMass, rehearsing my arrangement. If I wasn't conducting, I had to have the score next to me to figure out what this note was or what they're supposed to play over here. Uh, and I, the last thing I would concentrate on would be the drum part because I just <laughs> kind of took it for granted. Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll play something. <laughs> so I, I have to take extra time and actually shed my own music on drums just so I don't screw it up, you know, too badly. <laughs> and as, a, as far as the second question, I've been lucky to work with people that have given me input on my tunes yeah. and very good input. And uh, yeah, they didn't try to change it, but they tried to, you know, like a maybe a chord here and there could be a little hipper somehow, like a little more spice in it instead mm -hmm. of just bland. And uh, and sometimes, uh, especially the teachers at uh, UMass, you know, they wouldn't like they wouldn't let you write something with a, a melody solos and go back to the head. That would be verboten, you know. You'd have to write a whole arrangement with things happening. And oh. if, you were, if you cut and pasted, they'd say, well, we, we already heard this. What are you going to do here? Really? So it was really, it was tough, but it was good experience. Uh, and uh, as far as giving input to other people, uh, a lot of people I've worked with have been really nice about ideas I've had. Um, like particularly Paquito de Rivera, sometimes we'd, suggest stuff to him and he'd he'd either like it or not but most of the time he liked it and he just went with it and we it became part of the arrangement mm -hmm. and it could be rhythmic it, it could even be harmonic um so yeah uh, most of the people i've worked with have been pretty open about that but some have a definite idea what they want things to sound like so i i don't even want to mess with that yeah yeah well you start to get that vibe i'm sure you can you can tell where you can go and where you can't when you're working with certain people i'm sure 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 you know but i i always always think that that's part of the creative process too right because in order right. to get the best product the best tune let's say the best composition that's why you have these other guys whether you're playing on your stuff or whether you're playing that's why you hired all these guys to bring these guys in because they're experts in their field so i would imagine you'd want to get that input because, you know, what's better than having kind of a mastermind class going on right inside the recording studio and everybody's working together to get the best product? Oh, yeah. And, you know, everybody has a slightly different view of it. And uh, but but and no suggestions are ever given with ego, really. It's right. all in the service of the song or the tune or whatever it is that we're dealing with. And we're trying to make it better. But uh, I guess we are all. We are, we're all put together because we kind of have a similar view of it. But, uh, you know, sometimes other views can really help, help bring something else into it that I wouldn't have thought of or somebody else wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, I mean, and that's the goal. That's the, that's the whole mm -hmm. goal. And, you know, so you're coming in December 15th, Martyrs, 7.30 p.m., Mark Walker and Friends. Uh, everybody in the band I know, and I know it's going to be killing. So you've got Jim Trompeter, Tito Carrillo. Right. Chris Madsen, John Mulder, and Clark Summers. I mean that. Oh, and Joe Rendon. Right. So I mean, this is going to be quite, quite a group. And you know, to your point, and this was one of the questions I wanted to ask is, I mean, 
it's one thing to play like let's say a jazz trio you know or jazz quartet or something like that let's go play this gig and you they can get through it maybe do a little rehearsal during sound check if they don't know the tunes but the tunes that you're probably bringing in with this size of an ensemble i mean when you're playing this style of music it's usually important to rehearse and everybody can get even if they're master musicians you got to get those layers together you got to get where that groove is you got to make sure everybody's in the pocket um you're gonna have to do a lot of virtual stuff but i know you know a lot of these guys and played with them in the past i mean does a lot of it just carry over because you're familiar with them and they can just kind of fall into it and they know where your pocket is and they know where everything's going to be yes actually uh they're they're very good readers and since i'm sending the music in advance they can listen to it really check it out uh and, you know, a few of them I've been playing with for a long time. I, Jim Trompeter and I were playing, as, and as well as uh, Joe Rendon, we were playing together in the 90s. Yeah. As a matter of fact, maybe even in the 80s. Yeah, we were playing together. We recorded together in the 80s. And actually, uh, Clark Summers I just met, Chris Madsen I just met, John Mulder and I go back a, a ways, and uh, Tito Carrillo I just met. So, but, you know, I think uh, hopefully everybody will have a chance to listen to it and go through each chart and uh, we can just go up and run tops and tails at the sound check and then hit it. Yeah, and I'm always curious. That's why I asked the question, because, you know, having somebody come in and there's a lot of musicians that watch this show, you know, there's different techniques of being able to work with a band and work with a larger ensemble like this coming in. Now, the other thing that you're doing on December 15th is a master class at 4 p.m., 4 to 5 at Martyrs. And so, you know, Mark's got this incredible new platform. I don't know how new it is. I, I'll let him tell you, but it's markwalkerlessons.com. So you, he's got virtual lessons from beginner to advanced. You can sign up, you can pay monthly, you can get all of his information and he continuously uploads things and he does virtual calls and all sorts of stuff. So I encourage everybody to check out markwalkerlessons.com, but this is your chance to see him in person live <laughs> and, uh, and experience a, a masterclass at Martyrs at 4 PM. So talk a little bit about the masterclass that you're going to be given at, at Martyrs at 4 PM, Mark, and you know what the cost is and how people can sign up and what, what you're going to cover. Okay, well, people can sign up by going to markwalkerlessons.com and clicking on events. Uh, tickets are 20 bucks. And uh, I'm going to be talking a lot about aspects of drumming that are what I've experienced in the professional world. And also, I'm going to be calling people to come up and play a little bit and let me know what issues they might have with their own drumming. So I want to make it like a masterclass where people can come up and play a little bit. So it's not going to be where I'm soloing for an hour and saying any questions. It's going to be more like talking about certain concepts, how to improve this, how to improve that. And uh, it's going to be a pretty short class. It's going to be about an hour. Mm -hmm. But that's all the time we have to go. We have to go into the sound check after that. That's right. Well, and, and I love the fact that you're going to be bringing people up and then people Mm -hmm. can perform play a little bit and you'll be able to see some things too and hopefully give them a little bit more feedback that I always find that being the most helpful you know I mean we've oh, all yeah. those master classes where somebody comes in throws down like this insane solo and then 12 people ask them what kind of sticks they hold and then the, the thing's over with and everybody goes home it's like what, what right that? you know so so this is going to be the hands-on and talk a little bit about the virtual lessons so at markwalkerlessons.com talk a little bit about the virtual lesson platform you have Okay, so this is also uh, uh, 
platform where I've devised lessons based on my own personal experience and also what I teach at Berkeley and a little bit at New England Conservatory. So um, thinking about the different levels of students we have, we have very basic things, basic rudiments. We have a rudimental ritual, if you want to get into more advanced things like that. I have lessons on improvisation, uh, various grooves from funk to Afro-Cuban to Brazilian. And uh, some exercises with uh, interpretations of uh, George Lawrence Stone's Stick Control, which is always a, it's one of those books that's kind of unlimited use. And uh, there's a few challenging coordination exercises in there in there too there's something that was devised by a brilliant uh, brazilian author where uh it's a pretty heavy well he's got a book called the dictionary of rhythm so he asked me to do some videos on one motif and uh it's a pretty extensive book and pretty expensive extensive little course and but it's a great concentration exercise. And I also have a few blogs up there talking about, um, well, there's one talking about a warm-up that the great drummer Bob Gulati used to use called the wig out warm-up. And it <laughs> involves polyrhythms. Mm -hmm. So you have a ostinato on the feet and you're playing polyrhythms on the hands as a warm-up exercise. And uh, also uh, one about something he called Levels Deep, where you take two bars, two random bars of Ted Reed's Progressive Steps to Syncopation, you create a pattern out of that, then you fill it in with the other hand, you play that over an ostinato, and then you start moving certain notes around, oh, which is a yeah. really interesting exercise. But the whole point of it is to develop the concentration and focus, because you'll make a million mistakes, as he said. But uh, yeah, so I have a lot of... Uh, got about 125 lessons on the site right wow. now and wow. uh there's a couple of lessons on improvisation there's some lessons on swing there's some lessons on brushes um and i want to start taking some requests because uh i had an open house not too long ago at the mark walker lessons and somebody said uh, why don't you create a lesson on playing in five. So that's what that was one of the latest lessons I did. So I'd like to get some ideas of what people are interested in at the uh, masterclass and create some lessons for them. You know, I, I, I love the idea because I mean, you're you're not in Chicago, obviously, December 15th, you will be so you can go to 4pm, you can see Mark there at martyrs and then 730 with the whole show MartyrsLive.com. But Anywhere in the world, people can study with you and learn from you. And there's more and more of these sure. platforms coming out. And I think it's just so helpful because, I mean, as a drummer myself and a musician, I mean, being able to study with different people, I don't have, I can't fly to Boston and visit with you, you know, so it's like being able to go on there and maybe at midnight, I've got a little bit of time and I can jump on Mark, markwalkerlessons.com and do run through a lesson or, re, or check something else out or do something. It just makes everything so much more convenient. And I love the fact that you've got a monthly package, $29.95. I mean, it's, it's like nothing. Or you've got a, a year-long package that you can pay and you get two months free. So all that information's there. But I, I encourage everybody, if you 
love this style of music. And after you see Mark play on December 15th, I mean, you can study with Mark virtually anytime you want, which is the beauty of that whole platform. And congratulations for getting that off the ground, because I know I know what it takes to get these platforms off the ground and up and running and constantly updating. So I, I know that that's a whole separate job probably to do that. But I'm, I mean, it's it's only going to better better everyone in the percussion world being able to do that as well. So congratulations. Thank you. And the nice thing about those type of sites, uh, I mean, really the best thing is to be in a room with another human being. But if you can't be in the same city, it's really convenient. But the nice thing about that is that everybody has a slightly different way of doing it so uh mm-hmm. another one that's really great is rich stitzel's site called drum mantra yep. he's got a whole different approach than i do mine's more like a la carte and uh you know there's plenty of other sites phil to phil Matarado, i think cliff almond has a site mm-hmm. and they're just popping up all over the place uh i think some of my berkeley colleagues have their own sites too i just saw a clip from larry finn grooveprofessor.com Yep. So yeah, it's nice to you know jump around a little bit and check out some different different perspectives. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, and I'm I'm glad you launched this thing because I've been a big fan. So maybe if I get some time to actually practice, I will uh, be able to take advantage of your platform because I could actually practice at midnight and I won't bother anybody. Then. Oh, that's fantastic! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's we'll wrap this up. So Mark Walker and friends, Thursday, December fifteenth, seven thirty p.m. MartyrsLive.com for tickets. It's going to be a great show. If you love Latin rhythms, if you love hard grooving tunes. And if you love really outstanding soloists and instrumentalists, this is the show to go check out on December 15th. And then 4 p.m., the masterclass at Martyrs, all the information, markwalkerlessons.com for the masterclass, martyrslive.com for tickets to everything else. And I'm sure they've got it all linked up and I got everything linked up below as well. So Mark, thanks so much for jumping on and I uh, look forward to seeing you. I'm going to try to get over there on Thursday, December 15th and 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 see you actually live and in person. I'm definitely looking uh, looking very much forward to coming back to Central America. <laughs> that's, that's so I'll see you there for sure. <laughs> awesome. And of course, everybody, I thank everyone for watching uh, all the information, of course, at ChicagoJazz.com. And until next time, hopefully I will see you all somewhere out on the scene.